Hey guys, welcome to the Hunting Dog Public Podcast. I'm your host, Cody Moreland. And on today's episode, we'll be doing a competition breakdown where we get with a winner of a competition and let them break down their cast for us. Y'all stay tuned and we're about to put them on the spot. Today's word, Proverbs 17, 17. A friend loves at all time, and a brother is born for a time of adversity. Proverbs 17, 17. Hey guys, today's episode is brought to you by Timber Creek Dog Supply, our go-to for everything hunting dog related. Timber Creek has been in the dog supply business for 20 years and supports multiple tree and running dog organizations. Check them out at TimberCreekSupply.com or on Facebook at Timber Creek Dog Supply. We would also like to take this time to thank Mr. Jeff Island with the Ground Floor Landscape Supply for his support in the Hunting Dog Public Podcast. Thank you, Mr. Jeff. All right, guys, welcome back to the Hunting Dog Public Podcast. I'm your host, Cody Moreland, and today we're talking to the 2023 Claremont, Oklahoma Pro Sport Truck winner, Mr. John Strickland. Mr. John, how are you? Good, buddy. How you doing? Man, I'm good. So, Mr. John, we always start off telling a little about ourselves and where we're from, so can you tell us where you're from and a little about yourself? Well, first off, before we get started, Mr. John is my dad. He's in Savannah, Georgia. This is just John. So, <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Well, John, can you tell us a little about yourself and where you're from? I'm uh, originally from a little town just uh, south of Savannah, Georgia, like six miles south of Savannah, a place called Richmond Hill, Georgia. And uh, that's where I started coon hunting, um, down there on the saltwater marshes and on the coast, uh, you know, coast of Georgia. And it's pretty much... Uh, it's different hunting. Um, it, it's it's down on salt water and versus freshwater swamps. It's mud and oysters and shrimp and crab and whatnot. And that's what coons feed on down there. Wow. So you actually are hunting not far off the ocean then? Yeah, you could. Um, I've actually had a, a dog one time that, that left and they he went swimming off an island I hunt, Hardwood uh, Rebel. And a lot of people laugh because the fisherman picked him up three miles offshore in the ocean the next day about 4.30 that evening um, swimming. So that wow. was kind of an old story there that's been around a long time. But that was a true story. Wow. It was meant to be for him. Yeah, I, I told uh, David. He, the dog died at David Dial's house. Uh, actually, David hunted for me at the time. And I told David when they called me, I said, Better, he's dead. And he'd find a dog. And he said, we mean? I said, well, he's He's either made it to Europe or he's drowned, you know, but he ain't coming back. <laughs> wow, that's pretty wild. Been, I assume that's been a long time ago because if you had Garmin on him, you probably could have seen him headed out through there, huh? Mm, had a quick track on him at the time. That's probably been, heck, I, I bet that has been 20 years ago, probably, probably 16, 17 years ago. Wow. That's, that's, that's a pretty wild story there. I don't know if we had one of them. Somebody uh, yeah. picking one up three miles offshore in a boat. <laughs> yeah. He was he was three miles offshore, which I'm sure the tide when he went out there, the tide was going out, so the you know tide run seven to nineteen twenty mile an hour sometimes. So I'm sure the tide helped him once he get out there to take him out that far. But he made it. I mean he he made it. He he uh, come back and lived a long life at David's house. Well, well, I got a couple of questions about that since we brought that up. So. What's a terrain like that you're used to hunting? Now, so are you you still over there next next to the ocean? I've hunted so many places. I, I've been doing this stuff since I was 11 years old, and I started down here on the ocean. Um, and I've traveled just about everywhere you could think of, from Texas all the way to Florida, to Florida all the way up to Michigan, um, Connecticut. You know, all the way back down. Um, I guess what I'm asking is, is like fifteen years now, I've lived in Springfield, Kentucky, and Kentucky's just them little hollers and hills and draws yep. and whatnot. I got you. Well, I was just curious when over next to the ocean, I guess what kind of trees were, I guess the most like is it hardwood trees or is it? Yeah, yeah. You know what a big live oak is? Oh um, yes, sir. Well, that's all. I mean, they're evergreen year round. Um, you know and 
and they're huge and they keep the like I said the leaves on all the time so that that's where we we always hunted on, on the ocean these islands and plantations and, and that's why you'll hear people say they don't want to either they love Walter Burl that hunt we have down there and the Jasper Jamboree and Swampland Jamboree or they hate it because it's beautiful it's different and it takes a lot for a dog to to get accustomed to to that kind of terrain it's thicker than it is anywhere you know in Kentucky or Indiana up north in other words uh, underbrush is different you got a lot of hogs a lot of armadillos a lot of rattlesnakes a lot of alligators so I guess well the reason I asked is is I'm obvious I'm from Mississippi and we go to the Gulf a good bit, but down there on our Gulf, there's not, from what I've seen, it looks like a lot of brush and stuff like that. There's not a lot of big trees, timber down there. So I was just yeah, curious. No. We, we've got big oaks, big live oaks, a lot of pine trees, but we hunt them, them islands we hunt, them coastal places, mainly them huge live oaks, you know. It's just big, you. beautiful, beautiful trees. But it's got a lot of palmetto bushes and underbrush, a lot of, a lot of thick thick underbrush yes sir now this is your second truck win this year correct um i won one with apollo in gosh 20 i think um and then i won one with page in alabama what was that november yeah it was it was end of 2022 i tried to get you on we had some some difficulties but uh Yeah. yeah i knew you'd won one earlier this this season i guess you would yeah yeah so i won one of apollo i guess that was it might have been well i tell you what the ridgeland hunt um was a year you know because i'd won it and then echo won it the next year and then nick brady just won it the third year so i won it with apollo two years ago february two years ago and then um Come back in November in Alabama down there, or not Alabama, Tennessee, down at, um, you know, Barry Kitty's uh, country, him, Clay yes, Young, sir. and Billy Bell and all them won it there. And then and then all the way out to Oklahoma with Lady. Uh, so three of them pretty close with three different dogs. But, you know, they're all young dogs. I mean, Apollo's four, uh, pages five now, I think, and Lady's three, maybe fixing to get ready to be four. Well. Now, can you tell us a little bit about Lady's breeding? Lady is off a little money. The dog Kevin Cable uh, promoted and whatnot, and Grand Knight Champion uh, Lone Pine um, Million Dollar Baby. And Baby's uh, nominated in the Trim Walker Hall of Fame and and uh, whatnot. And that that's that Lone Pine stuff is the stuff that Randy uh, Smith has been breeding for years and years and years. Um, and that was that was one of them dogs. He had that long pine cry baby, I think, and long time Sue. And I mean, there's several. He's had a bunch of great, great dogs. Uh, Randy's uh, just an incredible dog man, trainer, and you know whatnot. He lives in the worst place in the world to do it, probably. Um, and that's really about the reason that I've got Lady is that he lives in you know, Pennsylvania and there's not a lot of hunts and the terrain's awful and they don't have any coons and, you know. So uh, did he, I assume he raised Lady as a pup? He did. He did. And then, uh, so he raised Lady and, and got her hunting. And I think, uh, Rick Strasser hunted her some and, and, um, then, uh, Austin Ewing, which was, uh, a young, young man, he, he hunted some youth, um, stuff. I think he's, just a little older than youth now. He's early twenties. He's in college. A real good, real good guy. And he um, he was hunting her the first time I'd ever seen her uh, in my lifetime. Um, and then, um, you know, he I guess I hunted against him three or four cast with him hunting her. And then me and Randy cut a deal, and and he hunted her at the he hunted her at the PKC World Hunt. Um, I'd hunted Paige and got her in like Monday. Uh, so I went out with him a couple nights and I think we won two or three early rounds. He did. And then he got beat all the late rounds. One, one late round on a tiebreaker. So, and then after the world hunt, I, I took her, you know, home with me. He was, he's doing the college thing and he's just busy and, and he can't, you know, he can't do it. Um, and didn't go to college. And I think it was hard 
find a place to keep her and 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 again their hunting is not the best hunting in the world up there in pennsylvania so yes sir now do you turn over a lot of dogs or you got several tied up you can just no I, I i don't know i don't i i keep i keep one dog at my house um you know, and I don't buy and sell dogs. I don't, a lot of guys will buy them and sell them and jockey dogs around normally. When you see me leading one, I, I, I ain't saying it's a good one, but I think it's a good one in my brain anyway, you know. So I, I typically hold on to dogs and, and just, uh, and I'm not a young dog person. You know, typically I want a dog. I don't even want something that's not four years old. Uh, I want them four years old or older. I don't, I, I couldn't start. I couldn't have started meltdown or, or Z if, from a puppy. Um, I'm a, the worst puppy man in the world, but I have been very successful at what I call finishing them, you know, seeing something that, that can really win big time in the hunts and, and it needs a little this or it needs a little that and being able to, uh, to take one that's, that's doing it and, and getting them, getting them on track, getting them corrected and getting them in shape and lined out and healthy and, and whatever they need for uh getting them ready for a you know to win a coon hunt yes sir well it shows because you winning cast non-stop it seems like it seems like you always <laughs> well, got a chance you know it's like it's funny because like the other night they were sticking that camera in my face uh, at the end of the hunt and greg knows uh and the reason they were doing that is is i get i get kind of i get kind of emotional at the end of end of a cast you know um it really uh it gets to me um and and if you give me an hour i don't get that way i can talk to you like i am here but right when that cast is over and you win a good hunt um you know truck or 20 30,000 whatever i just i just get probably more emotional than i should and it, it's all the the hard nights you know that, that come out that that uh I mean, you're in the woods every night. I I try not to hunt Sunday night, and I don't hunt Wednesday night. I always take Suzanne out on Wednesday. We have what you call date night, and I don't hunt those two nights. But the other nights, I pretty well gonna hunt. I don't I don't care if it's raining or snowing or what. I'm I'm pretty well out there. And and again, like I said, I normally just have one dog at my house. So if I hunt four hours a night, that dog's getting four hours a night every night. And I I don't load one. My hunting's really good. I hunt on a side by side. And, and I don't load one and drop hunt. And so if they hunt in four hours, they never get in the, they never get back in the vehicle until we headed home. They just recast, recast. Yes, sir. I figured I figured that out the last time that you won because I was trying to coordinate up with you to get you on. And obviously, coon hunters are in the woods at night. Well, <laughs> I'm trying to interview. I'm like, hey. What about this night? No, I can't. I'm in the woods. <laughs> like, what time works for you? You're like, well, during the daylight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, you know, a lot of guys that's it's won their fair amount. You know, have, have been professional handlers, and and I've had handlers for the years. I still got Judas hunting Apollo for me, and I got Jeff Rickliff hunting Hobo for me, and you know, but a lot of these guys have done this for for this amount of time. Have hunted hunted for somebody, or or basically paid professional handlers, and to me, I've always owned a business or, or a couple, three businesses, you know, going and, and, um, I've always run a business and then hunted and then, you know, traveled and, you know, it, it, it's just kind of hard. i tell you the truth. Sometimes it gets trying, you know, you get in at five or six in the morning and, and get back up. Normally I don't get up till about nine, getting it office by nine thirty or 10, but you can pretty well bet I'm, I'm going to the office. Uh, that's gotten easier as I've gotten older, you know, I'm, I'm, getting to where everything's settled out and i got one of my daughters and and i'll run in a business and so forth so it does make it easier now yes sir well you know there's a common denominator most of the time people are winning are in the woods my snapchats every morning i got bud blackwell and austin gentry and weed and i'm sitting there thumbing through the snapchat reels and number four for the night number two for the night i'm just like man these guys are putting in the hours and the time so yeah I, I don't do the snapchat thing i'm like man how do y'all do it i <laughs> i got enough i i've got enough with a telephone in my hand and facebook alone you know i i try to i all my buddies you need snapchat and 
and uh, I'm like, no, I'm not doing the Snapchat thing. That that to me would seem like it drive me even more crazy than I get. Well, I think the Snapchat thing is more for your close buddies, and or or the people that you know, and then the <laughs> the Facebook is for everybody else that you want them to see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got you. But well, I ain't, I'm gonna stay away from snapping right I now. I got you. <laughs> yeah, well, it could be used for all sorts of different things, but most of my friends on there see dog hunting snapchat so i, I yeah. enjoy it but anyways all right so how far do you live from that claremont oklahoma claremore oklahoma it was about a 13 hour trip out there wow. um it was an all day i mean it was a you know we left at noon on thursday and got there gosh i don't know two o'clock in the morning or something like that on on friday and on the way back we left at like nine o'clock and got in at like that morning and got in at like one o'clock um, Sunday morning or Monday morning. Sorry. So it was a, it was a haul. Now, now do you try to go and, and make a drop the night before usually or? I, I do not. Uh, my theory is if you ain't got them ready the night before, you ain't got them ready. So I go, but I know a lot of guys do. They like to do that. Um, you know, but I, I do like to hunt two nights before, you know, I like, one sitting in tree for 15 20 30 minutes one drop say say that uh you know that wednesday night um if if i've got something going friday you know yes, I, I might do that and a lot of times i can we come in i'll if it's a wednesday night i'll turn the dog loose at the, at the dog kennel and they'll go back there and, and get treed behind there and i'll just let them sit there for 30 40 minutes and get Grant or Caden or one of them boys, go get them, put them in the pen, or, or I'll ride back down the side of side and put them up. I, I do like to get their lungs stretched out. Other than that, that's about it. I got you. So you drove down or over 13 hours and yep. uh, got there. Now, when did you, what day did you say you got there? The hunt? The, it was a Friday night and a Saturday night hunt, correct? I got there at like Friday morning at 1 o'clock in the morning. Okay. Got you a little rest. Yeah, yeah, we we met and ate and, you know, goofed off a little bit Friday and relaxed, gotten dogs out and whatnot. Now, the clubhouse looked pretty nice. Can you kind of tell a little about the clubhouse? Yeah, um, the, the gentleman that puts that hunt on uh, there is just super, super guy. And he, uh, I mean, he's just the bomb of a person. And we, uh, it's, a, it's a log cabin that he built um right there in oklahoma i mean i i guess it was kind of designed for his family to come over they got a baseball field out back and like a big barbecue set up grill and, and he uh he started putting hosting hosting that hunt and he he really liked doing it and, and liked us and but it's a it's a unique place it's real real nice place well that sounds pretty neat now also for the guys that doesn't know joy is doing the live interviews and the, the videos and updates and all that. So if you don't know this, go to Joy's Facebook pages during these hunts. And they, like I said, they, they keep you updated pretty good. I enjoy that aspect of it. Yeah, Josh does a good job, I think. Uh, Michaelis, um, he's with Joy. And I think he's done a real good job at, at um, the videos and, and just clarity and whatnot. Now, does that add any more pressure, having video cameras and extra people walking around because you know it's getting more attention? <laughs> no, it don't. I don't even I don't even realize he's there, to tell you the truth. Um it it doesn't to me. I don't I don't get it. I, you know, uh little Judd was in that cast, he, he got second and we were walking down the road at the end of the the hunt was over and we got about a half a mile walk to lady and if i got a coon then i win if i got a den we got to go back to his and if he's got a coon he beats me or if he's got a den then I, I still win you know and and uh we're headed down through there and he asked me so john i'm just so nervous man i'm tore up you, you tore up i'm like no i, I kind of lost that feeling i've been doing it so long and i kind of lost that feeling i don't get it i get i get more tore up the first cast of the first night of the hunt than i do being in the final four 
because at the end of the day, if you think about it, once you're in the final four, you're a winner. It's over with. Oh yeah. You are a winner at that point. So, you know, I, I don't, I don't get that. I, I wish I did sometimes, but I don't get it anymore. Well, I get that. It probably helps you make better calls anyways. I didn't know if maybe the extra people and knowing that there's people talking on the mics and all that, if that add any more to you. No, it, it don't. It, I'm sure it does affect some people. I'm yes. sure, but it just doesn't. I don't even realize it's there. Matter of fact, the camera was right there, and I said a bad word. Or I, <laughs> Greg, Greg, come up beside me and said, uh, Greg, come up beside me and said something about it. Are you treed? Or no, she just got treed or something. And I, I said you stupid him we're buddies <laughs> i said she's been treed for 30 minutes you know and i didn't even think about the camera he's like hey, hey the camera you know he's like put his head on my mouth cutting up and i'm like oh you can hear us in that video of josh oh i'm sorry i'm sorry <laughs> you know that was because you don't even realize it's there yeah you know? yeah well you know it takes i don't want to say it takes the fun out of it the you want to act different because you don't want to be public. It's kid friendly and stuff like that. And you don't want to be out there. Absolutely. No, no. Acting like a bunch of, now say what you want for the general population. Most grown men get around each other and it's probably a lot of cutting up. Yeah. 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 But that's, that's the part that I have to watch about being in the camera because I, you know, sometimes I say things, and and I don't like I said, I don't even think about the camera being there in a cast. It's just, you know, I just don't even. It ain't even in my brain. Yes, sir. Well, you've been doing it so long without a camera. Yeah, know. and I've been doing it so long with a camera there. You know, <laughs> I mean, there's there's been a there's been a lot of cameras on cast, and I guess after a while, and, and you know, I I do remember one time. Um, I don't remember who was filming. It might have been Ashley Guthrie way back. Uh, gosh, I, I don't. It's been a long time ago, but but I do remember thinking, man, that camera's live. If you if you mess a mistake, you know, mess up. Everybody at home's but well, he's done. He he messed that up, you know. And but it was just for a minute, and then once hunt started, I didn't think nothing about it. Yes, yeah, sir. Well, that and along with even on here. Most people get really nervous, and I'm, I guess I've done so many. I, I've yeah. been critiqued so much. It is what it is. I'm just <laughs> – anyways. Yeah. So, all right. Well, we in Oklahoma, nice clubhouse that a gentleman built for his family, but he started hosting hunts and enjoys it. Uh, y'all got there about 1 a.m. Monday, got up, took I guess took a little nap, got up, hung out some, and – Went and drew out round one, correct? Yeah, I drew the uh, the little cooch dog, uh, the hype dog that's been, I guess, been doing a lot of winning down there around Texas, Oklahoma, and then the crash female. And Judd was actually hunting crash. Judd was the one in the, you know, hunting Mabel in the finals, final four. He hunted crash early, and I beat him, so he went back out uh, late and um, hunted a uh, hunted mabel and got her in but we drove i don't know gosh we must have drove 45 minutes to an hour to hunt we got out got the dogs out muddy roads so he, he the guide wanted to he wanted to walk the dogs all the way down through here and this road and we walked hell i bet we walked them half a mile and then we turned loose and the crash female strikes right-handed lady's pretty much going to just peel away from everything every time she don't want to be around nothing so he he strikes right-handed for 100 i strike left-handed for 75 and then the other two struck in well they take this track and crash barked a lot and i really thought she was treed when pro sport one of the big things is you want to get treed first and get cut back you need to get treed and get cut back off that chain because typically the first man to get treed at the end is smiling you know and what i've seen so Yes. The lady goes left-handed, she's barking, she gives half a locate, two or three lo- good locates, and I, I put her on the paper. And uh, I really didn't, it, it was a mistake, I should have listened, she had no pressure on me, but I wasn't worried about 
that, I was worried about getting treated first for having to go to crash and come back. So I listened to her, and she it broke down. And I realized she's in the, she's put something in the ground, and um she won't stay in the ground. And she booger barked there, and then she'd sound like she's tree, and she'll stay about three four minutes at the most. And I knew at that point, it you know tree rolling pro sports three minutes, and and uh, at normally after the minute you heart start walking that way. Well, I was judging, and I didn't even bother start walking that way at that point because I had no, I knew she wasn't gonna wasn't gonna stay. So they tree right-handed before we ever leave the road. I don't say, Hey guys, let's go in here. I just say, Hey, you can, you can minus me a hundred. So I'm like, well, I'm stroke 75 minus hundred. This ain't looking good at this point, but we get it. So we go to go to crash and she's got a coon that gives her 200, cut her back loose. And hype dog had a circle tree, cut him back loose. Well, now I'm treed again. I'm really treed now. So I go to me, she's on a, a small, probably a 12, 13 inch tree. Um, it's got a lot of vines right around it, goes into a great big um, sycamore den right on the river. And you can't really get around the backside of the sycamore den. So I I looked the sycamore den and then I went around to her tree because I, didn't, I, I thought the coon had climbed up the vine. And when I got around the backside of her tree, I realized there was a pretty good hole in the backside of it, and I thermaled it, and I could see the coon in the in the wood, in behind the the heat behind the wood. Um, it was real thin there, and you could have put your whole hand through it probably if you could have reached it. So I told them to come over there, and they did. And I hit squall one time, and the coon poked his head out, and uh, went back in. And then uh, the other two, so I didn't see him. I didn't see him, so I needed one more person to see this coon. I'm like, well, I got it, and got to shaking it. And, with like 22 seconds left in the shine time, they see this coon. So plus me up 75 now because I took the 100. Yes, sir. We go to hype. We go to hype. She's treated again in there. Uh, and he's got a, you know, he's got another another den. And Judd, with the crash for me, he's, he's standing going, you hear me, you hear me, you hear me. And we couldn't hear him. Uh, so now I can't hear him. Well, now ladies treated again behind us. So we go back and just got to, on the river again, another great big den. Couldn't get him out. And then the hype dog trees again, and and uh, crash. We go back. Now you can't hear. Which he would have treated if we said we could have heard her, but we didn't hear. If he had, it, he's going to draw a hundred pump. But anyway, we go back, and then she is treated. <clears throat> so hype dog's treat. We score her in another den. Go across the creek to the crash. She's got a den. Pull off, and and we've got. I don't know. We've got nine minutes left in the hunt, and I'm sitting there at about point nine. And uh, I was the only one. I was struck back here for a quarter, and I told him, I said, guys, it's my six. Let's go. I knew you couldn't hear her for where we was at. So we walked, 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 walked. We walked for four minutes and 35 seconds or so, and I stopped them. And uh, at this point, the one guy withdrew, so it was just me and Judd and, and, then, and the other guy, gentleman. So I said, you got me. She was in there treating Judge, I can't hear. I said, you don't hear that dog there. No, I can't hear. I said, you don't hear that dog. No, I don't hear. So I called the other guy out there. I said, leave that dog back there and run up here real quick. So he gets up there and you got him. And he listens a second and he says, uh, I've got her. There was nine seconds left on the in the hunt. Wow. Now, was it the yeah. other hunter or was it a, a different judge, a secondary judge? No, no, it was the other hunter. We got hunting judges in this round. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, so so one of the hun- other hunters actually heard her. Yeah, he says, yeah, I've got it. I, I tree. And then Judge says, you know, I can hear it, John. I, I can. And anyway, we walked that way. And I told him, I said, ah, she's in on the river. She's probably got another den. And we head that way. And sure enough, we walk in there. She's a, it's a walkout tree and a huge, huge den. And uh, we get up there and the coon's on the outside. So... <laughs> Which wow. is unbelievable. Now, so that moved me on into you know Saturday night. Yes, sir. Now, now walking in to that last tree, mm-hmm. did you think you was whooped, or did you think she had one? No, I, she's got coons when she trees. I I thought Judd was beat. I mean, my attitude was he's beat. I mean, I'm moving on. Uh, the only thing in, in the back of my head was well, there is we're on the river. And that time of year and that weather dropped. There was a lot of dens, you know. Yeah. 
but uh absolutely not i i thought hey i'm i'm moving on up you know so oh. so so you you had it in your mind you, you don't want this round you, you have faith in when, I, when i got tree in my mind it's over i'm going on you better get it late if you're gonna hunt later on because i'm 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 well, done i'm good now one thing sticks out to me is is you, you take a minus with these caliber dogs, not very often do you win. That's right. You're right. And that's that's pretty wild there. Uh... Hey guys, Bob Osborne with Timber Creek Dog Supply is a one-stop shop for dog supplies and hunting gear. He carries everything from coon lights and squalers to hip boots and tracking gear. So if you are in need for some new outerwear, a new thermal, or just a leading collar, Check out Timber Creek at TimberCreekSupply.com or by phone at 662-230-7410. And if you are ever in the Oxford, Mississippi area, go check out Bob's store. Hey guys, we would like to take this time to thank Precision Aluminum Fabrications for their support in sponsoring the Hunting Dog Public Podcast. They specialize in custom aluminum welding from custom dog boxes, aluminum water tanks, and aluminum toolboxes, which are all built to the customer's request. They guarantee the best price on the market while maintaining a top quality product. Precision Aluminum Fabrication is located in Amit, Louisiana, and you can contact them through their Facebook page at Precision Aluminum Fabrication or on their website at www.precisiondogbox.com. So if you are in need of a product or a service, please check them out. What well, What's the terrain like that y'all are hunting at this location? It's, it's, it's uh, kind of like what you probably hunt. It's, it's swamp. It's just a water, backwaters come up in there. It's on a river. It's just a swampy looking little old the low area and and you know if i don't talking about that if i don't get the first coon plus in the den that we got plus at 22 seconds left in the shine time if i don't get that i'm going to the truck somebody else can have the card i'm not sticking around for the next 48 minutes if i don't have that coon i'm going to the truck so well because you took your minus and then yeah i had a 75 minus she had 200 plus you know uh it ain't like we was in you know, we were in good hunting, but it was cold. Coons wasn't moving. Everything was laid up. So yeah, but when we got out of them plus, I I thought, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna win this thing. Now, did you have a late round entry also in case? I did have a late round entry, and uh, Judas got beat with Apollo early, so we hunted it late and got him in late. Yeah. Oh well. Okay. Well, it's a good thing that you found that that first coon in. Yeah, no doubt. So, so it kind of went from from the lowest of lows to the highest of highs. Because I'm sure when you took that hundred minus, you was pretty down. Ah, uh, you know, man, that. What's your mindset yeah, at that yeah. point? What What are you thinking? It, it really not. It's not. I mean, it is what it is. You know, the dog does her job and does what she normally does. I can come out of this. Um, you know. But, you know, I always tell young people ask me all the time, and, and obviously I didn't use this in a rule as a rule that night. Uh, but when young people ask me, I'm like, listen, do some simple math. I said, get you 100 strike, get you 100, 200. I said, now get you 100 strike and 100 tree minus you because you treat too quick. And now plus you up 100, what have you got? 100. I said, all right, now take you 100 strike and get your quarter tree. What have you got? One. 25 so why tree quick why take that chance you know if, if you got time um so just just keep what you got and you'll win more just keep what you get you got to keep it yeah in the, the level we're hunting at you got to keep what you get and i i didn't do it that night um i kind of jumped the gun but i wouldn't have done that i wouldn't have made that same mistake had it been the second round or the early round Saturday or the late round, that's a mistake I wouldn't have made. But like I told you, if I'm going to make a mistake and get the jitters, it's kind of the first hunt, the first round, the first night, you know, of being there. If I'm going to make a mistake, it's pretty much then. Well, and I, get... I make my share, trust me. Anybody <laughs> can tell you out there, Billy Bell, all of them, Dustin, Michael Ward, all that hunt against us, Nikki Hale, 
hell, I can't never beat Nikki Hale. So, I mean, he, I don't know what it is. Well, I guess what I was trying to say is, is if somebody's paying the, this amount of money for an entry fee, that's guaranteed one round. I mean, they're not packing something that's probably not a nice dog. Yes. And if yes. you take a minus, you're my, most of the time. Yeah, that's I guess that's where I was going. So in my mind, I was wondering if when you took that first one, if you was thinking, well, that that stinks. Keep pushing forward, or are you kind no, of down the, thinking that no, you over? No, the the good thing about it, it was like in the first three minutes, four minutes of the cast. So, you know, there's still a whole lot of hunting to be done. Um, now, if you took a double minus, then that's, you know, that is a lot harder. But just taking a three minus, you can come back generally. If you've got a dog tree coons, you can come back. Yes, sir. Most of the time. All right. So, y'all going back to the hotel after that first round, or y'all go back to the clubhouse? No. I went, um, I told Judas he got beat. I said, hunt late. I'm going to the room. And uh, I went and fed the dog and, and went to the room, got to sleep. And then next day, we got over to the club, and I drew uh, Ryan Croson with a with a dog, young dog. He's been hunting called Rodeo Dog. And I drew um, Jeremiah Roller with a sleepy dog that's won a bunch. And, and uh, I actually, when I won the truck with Paige in November, he was in the Final Four that night. So I kind of yes. knew a little bit about that dog. Um and uh heart wasn't it then heart yeah and i've hunted with her i like nick he's i like all of them all of them three guys we're buddies you know me and ryan talk every other week or so and me and nick and we're all buddies and and i grew heart a bunch uh i mean a whole lot so i knew everything about her i knew that she sounded just like lady on the ground and and a lot of her tree bark sounded i didn't know that um and Nick had really never never hunted with ladies, so he didn't realize it. I tried to tell him, but <laughs> it didn't uh, register. Uh, so I drew him, and I I called Suzanne on the way, and I said, "Hey, if I get through this cast, I'm driving that truck home." I said, "If I win this cast, I'm gonna win the whole thing." And I didn't care who else was in; that was just how I thought. Can we turn loose and Ryan get struck? Ryan gets struck, and uh, Jeremiah gets struck, and like a rookie mistake, mine barks about 900 left hand and she's got a half hit squeak. So versus just striking, I say to the judge, you got me. When I say you got me, uh, Nick strikes, you know, and I'm like, you know, that's all me. And he's not, oh, that's me. I'm like, well, whatever. It's a thousand yards away. So now I'm struck for a quarter. So I don't have anything to, you know, gain by trying to jump on it now. So I'm just like, well, hell, I'll wait, see what happens. Try to try to get them on the tree and off the tree and end up with a hundred and a hundred. So <clears throat> Hart's treed in there and we get in and, and uh, she takes a minus and then he cuts her back loose and she just goes right on trees again. She takes another minus. So he, he withdraw, Nick withdraws. And now Croson and Jeremiah are treed through there. And you, I asked uh, judge twice, you got me through here. And she was a long way. She was, she was almost a mile, and she was hard to hear. And he said, "I don't." And uh, we went on walk some more, and I said, "We listen back there." I don't. And then we got to another field that kind of lined up with her, and they let me walk them across this field. And I said, "We walk around this corner right here, not to mine." And I was saying, "We walk around this corner, we'll be right there at Ryan and them's dogs." So versus going through the woods, I was going to walk them around the corner. Well, we got almost to the corner, and Ryan realized what I was going to do, what I was doing. I was just actually <laughs> trying to get closer to mine. And Ryan says, hey, Strick, we, we need to turn around and go back this way. You know, we need to go back this way. And I'm hold on, Judge. Walk up here. And uh, he did. And I said, you got me now, and you could hear he's I got you. I said, striking tree lady. So then we went to Ryan and him, and I still thought I was beat. You know, I said, Ryan, you got 100 and 100 in here. Well, they had a brush pile. So... I'm well, like, I'm assuming yeah. she plussed up that that tree. Well, we didn't go there. We still had to go to Ryan's, oh, okay? Oh, okay? We still had All to right. go to Ryan's. So I treed, and then we left there and went to Ryan's. And I'm like, well, I've got a quarter and a hundred in here, but, brush, you know, I am I'm, I felt like I was beat. Ryan would have a hundred and a hundred. We go to Ryan there in the brush pile, hundred and a hundred. 
and we walk towards me, cut them back loose, and they strike right here in front of us for a quarter and just wham, come tree. I'm like, well, now I've got to have this coon because Ryan's going to have a quarter and a hunter. He's got a circle tree. We're going to have the exact same thing, but I got to get treed again. So, and it ain't the perfect night. So I get in there as fast as I can. And sure enough, the time we walk in there, I don't even get the dog handle before I hear Ryan say, she's got him. Come on. And judge said, yeah, we got him. So I walk back across the road, cut her loose. And we head back to Ryan uh, in Sleepy, you know, in, in Jeremiah. And if they got a coon, then they beat me. Well, we get about 400 yards from them, and she opens left hand in this little woods and drives this little track in there, and bam, comes treating at that point. I'm like, I don't care if you got a coon or not, and you're beat, you know. And and, and Ryan kind of looked at me and kind of grinned like, yep, yeah, that just was the nail in the coffin. So <laughs> so I, I tree her, um, even though I'd like to have seen Ryan in his tree before I treed, but I didn't have enough time. We were, what, but three minutes in the hunt, and we had to walk another – 300 yards you know i didn't have time to see it but we get in there and they got a good den and uh so that's it even even if i got a slick i've won so we walk over to me and i've got another coon so that plus me up again and and that that round's over wow sounds like she's a coon though for sure now and, and that 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 coon was in a den also so uh it was in a den but you could get your phone up in there and click the picture and and the judge did and he, he here he is well, that's pretty wild there. Now, yeah. uh, these this timber you're hunting, big hardwood blocks of timber, or is it like block yeah. timber yeah. with fields around it? Uh, block timber with fields running off of it, yeah. So, what do you think? Uh, 50, 100 acre blocks of timber or bigger than that? No, no. We were probably in 1,500 acre tracks of property. You know, it, it's big tracks out there, but you might have a section that might be a a mile long that ain't but 300 yards wide of timber. Oh, okay. And then you skip over here another 300 yards, have another mile long, couple hundred yard wide timber, you know? Well, when you was talking about the fields, I didn't know if it was like farmland or. With it's, it's mainly cattle. I got you. I got you. So cattle. you riding high, like you said, you, you driving this truck home now. Yeah. When I got there, I just felt like, man, I'm, I'm taking this truck home. You know, I, I thought it and I said it and I still thought it. And... I like it. Speak it into yeah. existence. If you don't think you can win, ain't no sense in going. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we get out there on the final round and I had hunted there last year. I hunted where we took the final round. It's a great big old bottom and there's planes. It's in a flight path, I guess. Number one, you hear planes and, and it's a train. There's a train that comes by there like gosh, I bet every 20 30 minutes a train comes by so but it is incredibly safe it's incredibly beautiful lots of coons so that's what we think to get it done so we <laughs> pull out the truck and you know I think we stood there for seven minutes and I looked down and lady was like 0.82 and she uh she give two or three four barks and come tree and I, I said Scott, you got me on like the third bark. And he said, no. And then on the fourth one, he said, yes. And he was, she's got a real high pitch squeak. Sounds more like tractor squeaking or train track squeaking. And it does a dog barking and he'd never hunted with her. So he was really listening for a, a houndy sounding bark, you yeah. know? And, and, and I told him, I said, it's high pitch squeak, Scott, you're not going to hear that hound sound. And he sits there and he says, I do. I've got that. I said, all right, strike me. And, uh, so we head we head down there and uh, we stop and run the six and i'm like she's treed every breath I, I said i know you can't hear her. i said i know you can't hear her and i get it but she's treed every breath i said so you listen in that direction yeah and, um so he finally uh he finally says, and there was only like, I don't know, 30 seconds left on the six getting me then. He wow. says, I got her. And I said, well, there's a field up here. If we can get to that field, we'll hear it good. And he said, well, let's go. Nobody struck. And we roll out. We go as hard as we can go. We get to this field, and you can hear a hammer and a tree or then. And uh, so we go in there, and it's a den that is big around as your living room. I mean, it's huge. <laughs> big old and, tree. Uh, big old tree. And I pulled the thermal out. 
And the first thing I see is a squirrel running up the backside of it, uh, out of limb. I'm like, man, this female ain't treating a squirrel, you know. I, I just don't believe that. But I didn't say that nobody here hears a squirrel. I said, well, if we're going to shine this tree. I walked around, and, and it, I'm telling you, it's a huge den. There's three or four. I could get up in it at the base, and you could imagine. But well, then Maynard, I don't know, he says, I got him, boys. I got him. And what? I was shocked, honestly. I was really shocked. Um, I felt I had a coon, but I, there's no way you get it stored in this big old, yeah. you know, big old huge den and holes everywhere. And, and the coon's tail was hanging out. The coon's tail was out the hole, <laughs> well. hanging down. And we like, well, yeah, there you go. So that give me 200. So I grabbed my dog up, walk off and cut. And I want to get struck treat again for another hundred, you know, and I want to keep the gas on them. If I can get me another one, a hundred, hundred, this thing's over. I can cruise. And, but the time we get off, we walk a minute, we don't hear nothing. We walk, I don't know, we stand there a minute, and all of a sudden, Ted says, walk up this way, and he does, and hell, he strikes and trees 100 and 100. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah. And my thought then was, hey, I've got to find this coon as fast as I possibly can so I can get that dog shut up. And when he cuts off, so I can still get 100. So I run in there literally with him and time I was looking through my thermal on the way in and I seen it time he got his hand on the door. I said, I got him. And, yep. So we pull off that tree quick and cut her. And then we walk up a little minute and then weed strikes for a hundred. And then, then I can hear mine. I strike 75. So we walk towards them. Um, Scott runs a, runs a six. It breaks, runs a six. It breaks. We get up on this causeway kind of where we started and, and mine was way back right-handed and she she done got in the ground and i'm like man this ain't good because you can't hear it. it's a big levee down there she's over the backside and and weeds was struck i'm thinking i'm thinking take a 75 pump and mabel ain't struck in so she's gonna have 200 that's gonna leave me with 100 quarters she's gonna beat me judge young man's gonna have a new truck so i do stand there a minute and dustin said you hear mine you hear mine Scott said, I don't. Then he said, six got him. I'm like, whoa, there's a train coming now at this time. There's a train right yeah. there. And I'm fixing the question that, that six should have stopped because you couldn't hear nothing but the train. That was interference. And the panel in Pro Sport was out there. So Dustin immediately said, when he says six, I'm questioning. My dog's been barking and everybody heard it. So I said, you and Scott said, I did not hear a dog. And I said, and, and if I'm questioning immediately after that, the train, you know, so he said well let's do this first so the panel said yeah they heard the dog so all right now now you can hear the dog train's gone you can hear a dog barking so we reverse scott reverses the minus and uh, we stay struck in and then the little uh shot dog elaine denny's get struck and then the the maple dog gets struck and then shot trees and shot his tree towards mine i'm a mile away and mine's come out of the hole and she's moving when he come tree towards me, I was like, oh, yeah, we good. Because <laughs> now, if we get tree behind me, I'm going a mile away from mine. I'm out of it. But when he yeah. tree, I'm like, oh, they think put me back in this thing, buddy. And so we go down to Shot, and Shot's got a great big den, and we was on a point on an island, and Lady was exactly uh, one mile, 1.01 from me, and I could hear her ringing through there. So, uh I told Scott, I said, when this, when we shut this dog up, stand here, I'll give you a call. Well, he goes to walk in a minute, and uh, I don't want to walk a minute to hear Mabel or whatever tree. And, and I, I knew Scott didn't hear because this dog was barking. So I let him, I let him walk that, that minute up the hill. And time they got to the hill, he said, cut. I yelled, if you watch the video, lady tree normally. You want to make sure that the judge hears your dog. But at that point, I didn't care. I didn't want nobody getting treated ahead of me. Um, you know, and then they could get back off the chain and, and have a chance to, to beat me. So I, our lady tree, which means we have to go to me next, and I'm a mile. Yeah. And by the time we get there, I know this hunt's over. Well, so, I assume that the judge actually could hear you. You just took a chance. Well, yeah. No, no. You could hear her playing this day okay. from there. I mean, you could hear her forever. And uh, so – uh chance irving he says well we got to walk back to the road and kind of like a boomerang around her to get to her and i let the judge and, and everybody know i said hey we're probably going to walk out of here into this dog the way we got to walk but she's here and she's treed and scott said we're not gonna 
stop and run the two on this dog until chance is the guy and he says absolutely you can hear this dog from where we're at if she's oak barking so we walk we walk forever and we got three quarters from me there was three minutes left in the hunt we got him to stop he was gonna give him a call scott couldn't hear and then judd treed with three seconds in the hunt mabel was treed behind me so that's when he said man i'm so nervous you know and and at this point if i've got a den and mabel's got a coon and she beats me you know or if i got a slick mabel's got a den she beats me um if i got a coon and mabel's got a coon i win you know if i got a den and mabel's got a den i win so Anyway, so are all them things coons. going through your head at one time? Yeah, I've got a – people give me a hard time. I always got a little notepad, and I write the score down instead of asking the judge for the card. And I had that thing out, and I was doing every scenario at that point, you know. And, and, and it's funny because it don't matter. It is what it is now. I mean, we've made the call. we got to go score them, you know. But just prior to that, I was doing every scenario. I, if I draw plus here for Dan, and I'm just adding them up every way I can, and and the, the end of the day was if I had a coon, naturally he couldn't beat me. And if uh, he had a den, no matter what I had, he couldn't beat me other than, than a slick, you know. So we walk in there, and I see the tree in the distance. It's a, it's a good, healthy tree, which made me feel good because I didn't want no den. I wanted a coon. And, and I, when I seen the tree, we either got a plus or a minus. And so I walk in there, and I leash her back, and, and – uh, I'm trying to get my thermal out, and Chance Irvin hollers, you ready? They had done seen it. I didn't realize it. I'm like, yeah, and I'm trying to get my thermal. Before I get my thermal out, he hollers, here he is. He's hanging on the outside. So, <laughs> you know, and then you hear it in the video. I'm like, whoa, I had a big, big old yell out. The damn lady thought I was getting there. She fell to the ground, went to running, about broke her neck on the lead. I had her chain, luckily. <laughs> so uh, I reached over and picked her up, and, carried her back out to where everybody was standing you know and fed it on her and that was that was kind of that was the deal and then then went to mabel and she had a den so uh you know as i'd have had a den it would have been the same outcome you know it's i i enjoy seeing grown men enjoy this so much because i guess it's kind of a place that you can kind of be yourself you know you, you kind of feel like uh you watch your kids enjoy sports, I guess, I, I, is a good terminology. They enjoy playing sports and doing this and that. Well, it's kind of cool to see grown men enjoying competition hunting in the woods at night or during the day. So Yeah. Yep. But. Yep. That's right. That's right. And then, then it's kind of, you know, it's all the, the good feelings, like the hard work and, you know, um, Suzanne, it's funny, she's in bed. It's, I don't know, five in the morning, four or five in the morning. And uh, she knows if I call it four or five in the morning like that, it's good news because if I lose, she's got to call me about nine or ten and say, Well, I guess you lose. I didn't hear anything from you. Huh. Like, yeah, I didn't do, we didn't do no good. I, you know, but it, if I'm calling, she knows, hey. Yeah. That's, that's pretty, that's pretty cool. Now, let me ask this question. You said something earlier. You said that the dog sounds different than what you would imagine a, a hound sounding like, a high-pitched she, squeal. She, yeah, she's got a high-pitched squeal, almost like brake squealing on a, on a vehicle, you know. It's real high-pitched. And I'm not telling you, she, she's got kind of a houndy mouth every now and then, but when she's opening on something good, it's it's a real high-pitched squeal, and she's got a real good locate. And when she gets the tree and she's got that high-pitched chirp, you know so so she kind of sounds the same all the time then yeah 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 sounds a lot i got a buddy that told me that he actually took a minus one time because his dog on track sounded completely different than his dog on tree and he called his dog tree and the judge said well that's not the same dog i heard on track or whatever (laughs) you say you want to say and I, i just yeah i didn't know if you'd ever come across that scenario with her most of them do sound different when they get treed versus track, a track mouth and tree mouth. Nine times out of 10 is going to be different. So I don't know what that. Yeah. I got you. I got you. Well, Mr. John, you always, uh, on the, on the cover of something used to be, uh, 
the pro hound and all Tim kind of stuff. Yeah, we've we've uh we've been lucky. We've um I got I with Ingle, me and Ingle used to kid each other all the time about who was on the cover and how many covers. Me and Ingle and Ronnie Smith and Billy Bell also sometimes. Billy got married and I don't know, he he uh I don't think Stephanie won't seem to be on the cover anymore or something. I'm just joking, Billy. But anyway, <laughs> no. Uh so we passed Ronnie Smith like in a flame and then it was Ingle, you know, and every time you get a new cover you send a picture to Ronnie and Ingle and said, There you go and but I'm on I guess we looked at it like that made um well this didn't make but twenty I think we got twenty one covers. Uh wow. And then the Cooner called and uh evidently the May issue of the Cooner is gonna be Long Pine Lady. Not necessarily about her winning the truck as much as the bloodline and Randy and you know, but all that. But we'll be on the cover with Lady again and and I don't care how much Randy has done for the past forty five years and he'll listen to this, I'm sure. But my butt's getting on the cover with him. I don't care if they don't mention John Strickland's name inside the book about breeding or training. <laughs> but I smile and face is going to be in that picture on the cover with him grinning like a possum eating briar because that's another leg up on Ingle and, and Ronnie Smith. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Spoiler alert because this will come yeah. out long before May. So spoiler alert. Anybody yeah. wants to take bets with their buddy or whoever be on the cover in May? <laughs> that's right. I'd bet on. I'd bet on John. There you go. Well, Long Pine Lady. How about okay. that? Lady. I John, bet on John Lady. Didn't necessarily, John didn't necessarily, I mean, we got the cover because she come to, to light with winning that truck, but the cover is really about the article about how Randy's trained these dogs for years and years back, you know, and, and uh, how that's such a bad part of the country to get to train dogs and all in. So the cover really ain't about John. The cover's about Lady, but I guess John got her there by winning you know, handling her when we want a truck. So I'm, I'm going to be on the cover again, Ronnie Smith, Scott Ingle. Y'all remember that. <laughs> I like it. Now, are you hunting every, how often, how many hunts do you think you, you run a month? You think you run one a month, five a month? You still hunting the local <laughs> stuff? Suzanne's over here with her fingers up saying 10 a month, but no, I don't hunt any local. I mean, if we have a hunt here at my house, that's like a thousand dollar or $500 or, bigger entry than i hunt that um and if they have the smaller hunts the hundreds thirties whatnot then i'll guide them to my hunting or you know take them to my spot or let them go and whatever but i, I don't go out there and run that as much I, you know because when you do go on when you do go as much as we do it man it's it's kind of you know then weekends start running together and it's kind of detrimental detrimental to your family and your marriage and the whole nine yards so you gotta say hey this weekend we're doing this like the super states i i got in with justin or uh jacob benningfield and jordan on a really really incredible super state dog for for this super states and that was the plan suzanne said hey we're going april the third on spring break with your kids to georgia to do the boat thing and i'm like yes ma'am so I had to find me a handler. I didn't say, hey, I got the super state coming up. I ain't dare say that. Yeah. Well, that gets get you drop kicked. You know what yes, I mean? Sir. It's like, what do you mean? Yes, sir. I put up with this stuff all the time. I ain't doing it this time. You know, so you don't, when they, when she wants to do something, I ain't bucking the system. I'm doing it. You know, so, I'm with you. So yeah. That's boss. She's the boss. It makes Everybody it a little easier when you ask about going. Yeah, I don't ask about going, but when she says we going somewhere, then I'm going with her. You know? I'm with you. Um, I'm with you. Well, you know, and I talked to a buddy that's got a, a kind of a pretty high profile dog that hunts a good bit. And he told me that he actually tries to hunt a different dog at the local stuff because he said, really, you don't have nothing to prove. Everybody, you know, if, if your dog wins one of them big hunts, what's supposed to, and if it loses a big hunt, then, then everybody it, and their brother wants to talk about it. You know, it's funny. It, if you go to a, $30 local hunt or $30 hunt somewhere and, and you get beat in the next three hours, half the coon hunting country and know it. But if you win, oh, they, you're supposed, you're to, supposed win. to, you're, yeah. you're out there on a big level, you know, that same thing. But, but you know what? I'm going to tell you, I have been beat and beat and beat and, and I've done my share of winning, but I promise you, I have done my share of losing. Um, 
you know, and, and I tell everybody, the first thing you got to do when you start in this is you got to learn to lose. If you can't lose, you can't win. You're not going to win if you don't learn to lose and learn to lose gracefully and learn to lose with a sportsmanship attitude the whole time. And, and the, you'll never see me when I get beat walk off and, and not say, I'm like, hey, man, you don't look good. I, I'm always very conscientious about making sure everybody knows. Enjoyed hunting with you. Appreciate it. We had a good time because you couldn't get beat. It's just, I mean, face it, you're hunting a dog. You can't talk to it. It can't tell you if it feels bad. It can't tell you if it feels good. Then you got a coon that you're chasing, and that coon can go up a den, and he, or he can go in the ground and come out. He can, you know, there's just so many variables to, to win in a night hunt that you can't win them all. You're not going to win them all. I don't care what you got. And, and there's so, one common denominator. they all dogs, and they, they all, all make mistakes. It never they, fails. They as soon as you talk your dog up and you go out there and hunt, it is going to look terrible. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's going to look terrible. At least most hound hunters understand that. But now you go talking your dog up. I go talking my squirrel dog up, and, you know, my squirrels might not be moving. People want to go out there with me that don't necessarily hunt much or don't have a dog. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, all we're doing is walking to a bunch of den trees. And I'm like, well, he's trying to give us a chance. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not yeah. down. I think you slick tree, and I said, "Well, I understand that's the way it looks." <laughs> maybe, maybe yeah. I can't. He didn't tell me. He didn't tell me last night. You know, I ain't the dog whisperer. But yeah, yeah. He, he mean, he's not saying, "Hey, buddy, I'm just trying to make you look good." But yeah, it it never fails. They're dogs, and and they have good days and bad days like anybody else. So yeah, yeah. If you if you'll go out there and you'll hunt one during the week, you got them right. You got them in shape, and they're having coons during the week. And you know your dog, and you know the rules, and and you got a dog that, like I said, they got to have coons. That's the that's the bottom line. These dogs have got to have coons. You want a big winning dog? You show me any dog that's one big, and I'll show you a dog that's got coons when you get there. I don't care where in this part of the country it's at. If they're big winners, they got coons when they get there. And uh, but if you got that and you put your homework in and you learn the rules, you can win. And I don't care if you're against. John Strickland, Ronnie Smith, or Tiddly Bode, or down the road. I don't care who you're hunting against. If you got that, you're going to beat them. You're going to beat that man, you know, with that coon tree and dog. Not every time, because they got good dogs too, but you'll win your share. Yes, sir. I agree. Well, Mr. John, we've talked about the hunt, and uh, this is normally the time that I give the guys that we get on here to talk about anything I've missed or, or give shout outs to people or anything like that. Man, the only thing I want to say is, is thanks to my wife. I mean, she, she stays home a lot of lonely nights, you know, I'm, I'm sure. And, or at least I hope she's staying home lonely. <laughs> <laughs> she's in here with me. She's laughing, uh, uh, you know, but yeah. so, uh, uh, you know, that, and, and then the other thing is, is all the guys that, that say congratulations and thanks and, and whatnot and I, I really appreciate that that makes you that makes it all worthwhile because if you didn't have that why would you do it you ain't doing it for money yes uh, sir so well anyway. and, and they know the the hard work you're having to put in for because for the most part the ones that are out there in the final cast with you are putting in the hard work also absolutely everybody's so, everybody's putting it in you're they right. actually so. respect the uh, the hard work you put in because they, they're doing it also yeah. that's but, right that's exactly right well, Mr. John, I really appreciate you cutting the time out. Uh, I'm thankful you was going and uh, had a trip planned because I don't know that I'd have been able to get you on here. <laughs> you know, uh, another thing I, I want to give a huge kudos to is Randy Smith for raising and breeding and having the the the, the knowledge to know what what to match up with to make great hounds. And, and there's another gentleman, Austin Ewing, um, Austin, he, uh, he did a great job with lady and, and, uh, hunted her for a long time. And, and, uh, he, you know, he's, he's just a different place in his life right now, going through college and trying to get started with his career and whatnot. And, and he can't hunt. And if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't have it at my house and Austin would be winning trucks. I'm sure. So I'd like to give him a big, you know, applause also. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I might need to get Mr. Randy on here and talk dogs and breeding and, and try to get, you know, yeah. pick somebody's brain. Gives yeah, me an I can idea. give you his number. 
Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll get you that at, at off of line. But, uh, well, Mr. John, I really appreciate y'all. I hope y'all have a safe trip. And uh, I'm a, uh, like I said, congratulations on winning the truck. Oh, before we get off here, who got the truck? Um, Randy is giving the truck to his 16-year-old for his birthday. Wow. <laughs> and I wouldn't say that, uh, but he already knows it. And I think the boy is only 14 turning 15, so Randy is going to take this truck and keep it and put it up until this boy's 16. This boy already knows he's getting it. He's pumped up. That's my, pretty special. My partner's. My partners, I've got some partners that are right. They got a lot more sentimental in them than me. I, me, everybody's like, when you're selling the truck, and I'm like, just as soon as I get it home, or, or I've already got it sold. <laughs> and like the one with one with Apollo, my partner Doug's old. No, I'm keeping this truck. We keeping it, you know. And and then the the one I one with Paige, uh, actually, I was like, John, you just need to keep that truck for a hunting truck. You. You wear out your new truck, you just need guy Mike. Sounds good to me. Well, you know what I done? I sold that sucker. I actually <laughs> traded in. I actually traded in on a, on a twenty three Corvette. So wow, you got a dog box I, on the back hatch. No, I don't think dog box on that one. <laughs> That's pretty cool. That's pretty yeah. cool. Well, Mister John, I, I hope you win another one. We can get get you back on here to talk about that hunt. Not like I'd, I said. I'd like to be. I'd like to be here uh, about three weeks ago talking about another one down in Arkansas. That would kind of be like icing on the cake. But that's March tenth and eleventh, ain't it? Yeah, and there's a lot of other people out there said, "No, that ain't happening." It's trick. You forget <laughs> it. So. Well, if uh, if you're packing a good dog, you got a shot. That's right, uh, buddy, buddy. I appreciate you having me. Thank y'all very much, and y'all have a good trip. Appreciate. It. Thank y'all.